Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Between the refs with Burke and Gina. Between the webs. Welcome back to another Welcome episode back. of Between the Reps. Between the webs. Between the Reps with Brooke and Gina. Um, we are going to make this a quick one today. I know we always say that, but yes, we are always rushing, just like you out there listening. I'm sure you're rushing to somewhere. Gosh, what song is there about rushing? It's, a cr- it's, like, it's like a rushing? Yes. Old song. About rushing? Yeah, I'm going to... Just Google song about rushing. I'm going to. Um, while you're looking for that, I'd asked you earlier if you had watched The Ultimatum. <laughs> I found it. Oh, what is it? <laughs> it's by Alabama. Oh, I, I don't it. know if I'd know that. Um, I'll just, I'm just going to play it real quick. Okay. And everyone can hear it. It's like, I know this. I know a song. Oh, yeah. Here we go. I do know this song. I had to drive so fast. My car has nothing to do. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to prove. Nothing to prove. I don't know why uh, that doesn't sound like it's Alabama to me. Right? I feel like it's like uh, Jefferson Starship or something. (laughs) (laughs) Just didn't didn't really fit. It's because Alabama, you want to listen to like this one. It's about to get real good right here. Real loud. From the south, did a pie and I shut my mouth. <laughs> Gone with the wind. <laughs> okay, everyone's like, please stop singing. For this one. Oh, 
a really long intro. I know, but it's so good. Okay, here you go. You're going to know it. Am I? Yeah. There you go. My grandma. Grandpa used to play. (laughs) (laughs) Well, my dad listened to country growing up. But we listen, I, we, we, I feel like we listen to old country, but we must have like listened to like mostly like eighties country. Well, yeah. And like, um, like old, old country and eighties country. That's what I grew up on. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It makes but, sense. That's why so, we like the Judds and we like, yeah. Uh, uh, Patty Loveless. I would know Patty Loveless if I heard a song. You would, I you know. would, you would a hundred percent know yeah know her music yeah it's like it's the it's the soundtrack to my youth whereas like I always joke if I hear like Alice in Chains or Soundgarden or any of those bands I'm like oh this is the soundtrack to my marriage yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's like all that like grunge rock uh I feel like everybody just lived in Portland I don't know did not a bunch of the bands come out of Portland (laughs) you know do you know I don't know how to pronounce her last name. And like, I knew these, these songs without knowing who was singing them. Cause like you, it's like, I grew up hearing them. Yeah. But do you know Bonnie, uh, Ray it? Oh, Bonnie Raitt. Raitt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bonnie Raitt's awesome. One of my favorite, this one. Okay. Oh yeah. I'm going to, there's a playlist on Spotify that I like to listen to. It's called neon cowgirl. Oh, and it's got a lot of the, this stuff. And then it has like more newer stuff and it has like the 2000s, like Carrie Underwood, but. People are talking, talking about people. <laughs> you don't want to belt it out in your microphone. Oh yeah, it's a good song. Just like this. That's a great song. <laughs> you like your Britney head set on. Just a little too loud. Like this. I think it was the soundtrack of a movie. Was it? Like a 90s movie. Yeah. I think it's called Something to Talk About. Such a great song. <laughs> song. I feel like the beginning of that song, I just want to like body roll. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure I was doing that in the bathroom today. I was doing some of this. <laughs> just while I was getting ready. Dude. Get loose. Get loose. Oh my gosh. You guys, Brooke and I, Brooke, it was, okay, so this is funny. Um, I was at the gym yesterday and Keely, um, one of our, one of our coaches, Keely, um, the, a song came on and she like did a little dance and then I, I did it back Oh, and she goes, and she goes thank you so much for not leaving me hanging. <laughs> I was like, Oh yeah, of course. Like, you know, you got to help a sister out. You know, yeah. somebody doesn't move. You, that's what you do. You do it back. I go, it's really weird when you do something and they don't do it back. And I yeah. told her, I said, yeah, Brooke and I were just in the bookstore when she was in town, we were walking around and then she starts laughing. And, and I said, what, what did you do? You did so you pointed to a book and you did something, but you did it to your boyfriend. And you're like, and I forget sometimes that's not whatever. <laughs> 
you know what I'm saying, what I'm talking about. It was, oh, I forget it was that not everybody <laughs> knows what I'm doing right now. <laughs> Just no, you know what, you it, like, you what? know, what, you know what it was? It wasn't a move. It was definitely like, like a sound. It was, it was body. A, it was like yeah. body language, but it was, I read something on a book. Yeah. And it was like a funny title that made me want to go like, (laughs) 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 like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, it is. And it's, you guys are like, that makes no sense. And I know it makes no sense because I cannot remember exactly what the book title was, but it was something that immediately, uh, made you do when I, when I read it back to myself, which I normally, if me and Gina was like away from me, I was like, I was meandering and, um, I immediately was, I immediately did it. And it's like, it's her, Gina and I, sometimes depending on mm, what we're talking about, or maybe what we're, I'm going to use the word mocking, but it's not mocking in a bad way. It's like we read something or hear something and then we react to it. Right. It not only changes like the way we say it, but we (laughs) are, we also have this like body body language. language. (laughs) facial expressions and it's like oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure a lot of people I don't know I mean I I'm I'm a woman so I don't know uh how men react to each other I mean I feel like they probably have like their own things too I mean Uh like like Daniel (laughs) (laughs) no like Daniel has all of his little sayings with his boys like yeah all of a sudden he'll be like chit chit then you'll hear somebody across chit chit you know, cause they think that they're Jason Momoa from C or something. I think he does like chat chat when they're getting ready to like fight chet. or something. Chat, 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 chat. But yeah, I, I'm sure that there's some people out there that can recognize like when you're with your bestest friends, um, having your very own language. Okay. A couple of things from oh, yeah? our last podcast. Oh, One, yeah? because I've been, you know, me and you now we're on this thing of like, we're really getting like we used, Okay still do but for a period long period of time still do uh reading labels right food labels constantly like mm-hmm. oh man can't, can't have that oh can't mm-hmm. have that and uh or not can't shouldn't shouldn't um yeah. well now we're really into reading our labels for food uh sorry skincare hair care all the things above from the show we watched called not so pretty well todd just messaged me and he goes check your ig and he shared something with me and as i look at it and it goes oh no candles and i read it uh-uh. yeah it says can you see that no, okay, let me try, let me turn my brightness down see if that helps oh want me to read it yeah read stop it. using products with artificial fragrance scented candles detergents fabric softeners aerosol sprays trash bags fragrance is the new secondhand smoke 72 percent wait wait you read the rest, read the rest. 72%. 70, 72% of fragrance products contain endocrine disruptors, endocrine disruptors, Endo, endocrine, endocrine. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that disruptors. You can't heal if you live in a plume of toxic fumes. Damn. We can't have anything. I can't, can't have, have candles. Nice things. I just bought so many candles. I say so many. I bought three. I just bought three candles. Oh man. Well, I mean, that just means that if it's uh artificially artificial fragrance, right? Fragrance. I mean, there are some that have just like a friend of mine makes candles, Carl, Carl yeah. from the gym, which is so cute. He and his wife make candles. And so they gave me a candle and it was all like naturally scented. But man, you just can't have 
You can't have nice things. That's what my mom used to always say. You can't, you can't be walking through Target and be like, oh, sale on candles. Yeah. Nope. (laughs) Grab a few. Nope. Nope. No aerosols. We can't clean anything. (laughs) We can't eat anything. We can't put anything on our bodies. (laughs) Guess we're dirty now. I was back to the bunker. Back to the drawing board. (laughs) Um, with the search of trying to have I guess, better products. And I've been, I will say you guys, if you, if you have downloaded those apps or if you've watched the shows yet, um, I've downloaded them and it feel it's overwhelming, Mm -hmm. you know, but I've tried to, you know, find products that are better for me. One thing that I tried, which a lot of you probably already do or have tried, I know Gina has, but this, this brand is called Shea Moisture. Yeah. I love that. And they have a lot of different stuff. And I remember seeing, um, with different videos I've watched or whatever, and they're talking about like better hair products to buy because of ingredients. This is a brand that I saw and this is just coconut oil. It's just head. It says head to toe, nourishing hydration, hundred percent extra virgin coconut oil. So, um, Gina's a big fan of coconut oil. Um, applying it when she's in the shower. And I know this because when I've showered at her house at her old house, I about ate shit. You get it and you're like, <laughs> just about slip. I like to add certain levels of danger to my yeah. day-to-day tasks. <laughs> like, will I get through today? <laughs> and, you, and also she may have forgotten what danger right. put up. <laughs> I set all these booby traps and I can't remember what they I are. Try to keep the mind sharp. But I tried putting this, I mean, I, I, I put it on, uh, in the morning or at nighttime or whatever for a moisturizer and on my body. But I also tried putting it in a little bit through like the ends of my hair where my hair was still wet and then let my hair air dry Mm, game changer yeah so i I think i've told you before i've bought just actual coconut oil well yeah and i was like if you and so that sorry i didn't mean to cut you off oh no you're okay if you want it to be less expensive you can just buy it when it's not made for a beauty product just buy it at, at the store and then lather up the only thing I found out is that it starts to accumulate in the pipes of your house, which makes sense. So you got to keep, keep those, keep the drains clean. So it's a good so thing. You you, it's a good, it's a, it's a good thing. You moved out of that rental. <laughs> They're like, fuck, <laughs> just back to the whole place up. <laughs> so what was it? What was the problem with the pipes? There was just a huge ton of coconut amount oil. of coconut oil. So yeah. I think just run scalding hot water and we should, we should be good. <laughs> uh, which I think the scalding hot water will help to a point, but in, until it gets out of the house. So I don't know. There's like yeah. natural things that you can pour down your drain to kind of like enzymes or something yeah. that can eat away. I just don't want to like fuck up all these people's like if they don't, if they're not on sewer, like their septic tanks. <laughs> yeah. Hey, so guys, um, do what I do. Just put it on when you're out of the shower. Yeah. Don't, don't do, do what Gina, Gina does. does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. No, I used to, um, put coconut oil on my hair and sleep with it. You just got to well, put a towel down. Yeah. I've, I haven't done that. I haven't tried that. Probably a good idea. And I had put it on my hair when it was dry a little bit, like through my ends and stuff mm-hmm. when it was dry, but I hadn't done it like when it was 
like towel dried uh-huh. and then just let it air dry. And it really felt, it felt, it really felt great. It felt great. Felt great. Felt real good. But yeah, no, I, I do. I'm a huge fan of the coconut oil. Apparently you can use it for lube too. Yeah. yeah. And it smells good. It does smell good. I went and got my nails done this morning. Uh-huh. And I'm on the phone with Todd and he goes, so, uh, how does she get it? How does she get the nail polish off? And I go, oh, well, you know, you go to a lot of like, like your like quick sort of nail salons that are everywhere. And they'll usually like with gel, they'll file off a layer of it and then they'll take a cotton ball and they'll fill it with acetone and they'll put it on your nail and cover it up with tinfoil. All the women listen to are like, yeah, yeah, they do that. Yeah, duh. Um, and then they sit and they scrape it off. I said, or, you know, they'll, a lot of people now, but they'll use just like a Dremel, like a drill and they'll drill off the polish and, you know, skip the whole soaking acetone thing. And he goes, so, you know, my next question, right? <laughs> and I go, no. And he goes, and I immediately was like, yeah. And he goes, are you just breathing it in? Because of the episode, you guys, on um, Not So Pretty when they talk about nail techs. Yeah. And all the chemicals you're breathing in. And I go, yep. <laughs> He's going to have you back to wearing a mask. <laughs> oh, right. I was like, well, I'm like, I know that the type, like where I get them done, she uses them. I do a, if any of you haven't tried it or heard of it, it's called Luminary and it's a builder gel. So it's, it's different than like going and getting like doing a, it's no, no acrylic. It's like a, what I used to get done in Santa Cruz and Gina said it done too, is a acrylic overlay. I don't know if it, mm, this is different. It's just, is it more, is it more natural? I don't know. That's what I I haven't better for you. I have no idea. I think it's better for your nail, Ah. but I now will need to look up the brand and double check it. And if not, I'm going to go to my, you know, my nail girl, which happens to be my boyfriend, my brother's girlfriend and uh, be like, Hey, um, I think you should watch this episode. Also just start wearing a mask when you do people's nails. Yeah. Again. That's probably, yeah. Again. Speaking of health stuff, we had a question and I thought it was interesting. This is from Jennifer Jen. She wrote, regarding your recent health issues, have you considered breast implant illness as a possible cause? Um, Some of the symptoms you listed fall in line with that. Also, what kind of asshole steals your fucking dog? <laughs> Jen, I love you. Hope you feel better soon. <laughs> Yes. I, I've never considered that to be honest. Um, yeah, I, had, I hadn't considered it either until I read but, it. I was like, Oh, but I haven't considered it because my blood work and my, my hormone levels, it's very clear where the issues are. Yeah. You know, if it wasn't, then that would be something that to, the, to uh, be something for me to look into, but I've had breast implants for a really long time. So that would also be kind of weird that it would take so long for me to react to it. And if things don't continue to get better, which they are, they are getting better. And I've got to, I do my Dutch test next week. 
so as soon as we get that test back um, to see if things are, you know, moving in the right direction, then I'm going to keep going that way. Let's say we get the test back and it's like, I don't know, you know, you still, you feeling shitty because things look like they are better. And if I'm still feeling really, really bad, then, you know, now it's to look for a, a different culprit maybe. But, Got it. but I haven't thought about it. Also. Yeah. You know, assholes, they're everywhere. everywhere. Assholes. Everyone got, everyone's got one. Everyone's Everyone's got got one. one. Um, yeah, he's an asshole and no, I haven't got her back and yes, I'm still waiting. And I guess that's just, it's just part of it. I know there was another person that had written in, I can't find the email. So, but thank you for writing in, um, that it said something like they'd heard that it can take up to like two years. It's ridiculous. I know that's not going to happen. No, no. But I'll yeah. just I'll just still her back. Like it's I'll, pretty just, I'll just still her back if it gets to that point. Yeah. Um, this one is from Aaron. I've been here since the beginning, and I love you guys so much. I've been waiting to write in forever now. I honestly want to thank you for brightening my Wednesdays and making me laugh so much. You always say how the pod doesn't have a theme. I freaking love it, and find that most of the other podcasts that I listen to repeat themselves a lot. You both never repeat yourselves, probably because the podcast has no limits or boundaries. Thank you for being so open and funny. It's fucking awesome. Oh, and you, you are both so kind. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. We love that because we did get like a bad review that said we sounded like mean girls on another one. And I was like, oh, I never want to feel like that. Yeah. No, no. I mean, you are right, Aaron. We don't. So it's like, since we don't have a format or a theme or anything, this is just us talking to each other. And unfortunately- Sometimes we don't edit. I mean, we don't, we never edit what we're going to say. And so sometimes things can come out without us thinking about it. And then they can sound maybe, maybe not very nice. Dude, I I saw this video. I'm going to just do a quick search and see if I can find it again. And it's Elon Musk talking about, okay, I I can't find it. It'll take too long. Um, But Elon Musk, and he's talking about the woke culture. Uh huh. And how we need to get rid of it. Uh huh. And it makes a lot of sense because, um, it's almost it's creating a an environment where it gives people the ability to be angry so easily over mm-hmm. things that you don't need to be angry about, and allowing so many outside. Um, things, people that like, like online, you know, if you say something wrong or you make a, you make a joke, like he was kind of talking about like, even like stand-up comedians. It's like the whole thing of like, woke culture is like, it's getting rid of comedy. Right. Because, and there's no reason for that. It's just, it's, it's having everybody live in a, in like a state of anger. Right. And well, this is, this is what I have. I have a hard time with all of the the labels, right? Like even like saying like, like, is it like, say that you're, you're somebody that wants to change your, your, uh, not opinion. Well, maybe your opinion, or you want to open yourself up to possibilities of, of things that you didn't know before, right. Mm -hmm. In our, in our government or in our history or whatever. And, and by doing that, trying to be a, a better person or whatever. And as soon as you say something, then you're considered woke, right. Mm-hmm. Or you say something that's, that's, um, unpopular to somebody 
else and then you're canceled and then but yeah so I understand it's like if you're if you're trying to further yourself or better yourself or just you know look at um certain things I mean I can I can think of certain topics and it's like even me right now thinking about the certain topics topics that I'm thinking about I'm like you're hesitant to say I what don't the want to say are. what it is because well, you know and the, someone's the gonna be like that's bullshit no, no, no. and it's like whoa 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 I'm just trying to sift through all this information and try to figure out what, what is my responsibility? What isn't my responsibility? What can I do? What, you know, I'm just, I'm just trying to be a better person. Well, and you know what though? It's like with the, with the, the culture of let's say being woke or then, uh, canceling people Mm -hmm. it's, it's, (laughs) it's creating an environment that it completely, it stops people's ability to evolve Mm-hmm. because it's asking for perfection or what, and when I say perfection, like <laughs> whatever it is at that time, which happens to be, are you following the narrative? Are you saying what, you know, like, what's the narrative? If you try, if you go against it, regardless of the information you have or the science you've done or what the research you've done or whatever, if you say something, you know, that might question or raise a question, whereas in the past, that was good. Right. You right. want to raise questions to get people thinking. And then we like, you know, you mold or, and create and recreate. Yeah, you bounce things off of each yes. other. And yeah. but now it's, it's almost like it's, it's, it's expecting, mm, I'm going to say this, but okay. It's, it's expecting people to already know something that you've taken away the opportunity to learn. Right. Like it's expecting people of all ages to already know and it's in the issue is it's to, to already know what that person, let's say the person that's going to like cancel you, it's expecting people to already know what, and agree with what, you know, and right. if they don't know, and they raise a question, it's like canceled. Oh, it's done. like, you're done. Well, wait. And, and that's, it's just, well, it's, it's just so another stupid. weird hierarchy. If you yeah. think about it, it's like, it's another it, way of a, of a group of people to say, you know, it's like back in the, um, you know, the, oh God, why can't I think of the word? It's like back in the day when it was like wars with religion. Yeah. You know, it was like a bunch of Christians coming into, you know, some, some little Island and going, you know, you have to be just like us and you have to live just like us and you have to, you know, or else you're, you know, savage and you're this and you're that and you're ignorant. And and it's like, no, I mean that, no, but it's like the, well, and, the exact same thing is happening now yeah, and where it's like a group it to, of people thinking I'm, you know, so elevated and I'm so much better than you. And you should think just like me. And if you don't yet again, you know, you're done. And it, it just, it's, it takes away the opportunity to learn right? because if you, okay, let's put it in like that. We'll talk about it in, let's say like a relationship problems. Let's so completely outside of anything that's like really, really, or, really yeah. triggering for people. Right. Okay. Right. A relationship. You got two people, two different people. You think differently as you work and you go through life. Like you, you've, you've got a different, you've gotten different, different degrees in school. You've taken different classes. You have different interests. Okay. So if you're in a relationship and your communication is not the best and you're running into problems. So like now you have a counselor and now you're doing like relationship counseling to try and like help that. Right. It's a situation where one person like me and Gina, we're in a relationship and I go, Hey, you said X, Y, Z to me. 
And it made me feel like this. Okay, well, now you're, if we're in an environment where we both want to just learn and be better and like work better together, it's not a matter of trying to make one person conform to everything that you want. And there are people out there like that, nurses. And um, (laughs) it's about trying to understand and being willing to be vulnerable, get off of your pedestal and not be, and, and be willing to consider what the other person is saying, regardless of if you, if you can understand it or not. Well, it doesn't mean that you have to agree with it. No, but when you, when you can care about people, right. Humanity, you have, you as the person who's like the finger pointer, you Mm -hmm. know, and the, the, the one who's like, you're bad and you're wrong and you're canceled and blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, mm, if we were in a relationship with, with each other, that just wouldn't work. Right. You know, and anyone from the outside would be able to look at that situation and be like, well, that doesn't work. That's not fair. Right. How can this person know what you need if you don't have a calm conversation where you kind of tell them what you need and then you work together to be like, well, I need these and you need those. Well, how can we, how can we make this, how can we work together versus like you just expecting me to never say the wrong thing to just never and like never ask any questions right. or well, we have to ask questions because how do we know? Right. How will we know? So it's yeah, like, it's I, like I, our I, world is just in the, in the midst of a really awful divorce, <laughs> real, sh- real shitty divorce, man. It's long one. <laughs> it's a really long one. Taking long and drug to- <laughs> out, <laughs> super long and drug out. And we're, and we're sitting here being like, you know, I think about, you know, something that like Gina told me, and what's so funny is like probably something I said to her when she was going through her divorce. And then she reminded me when I was just in, you know, se- severe state of depression and like, and it's ongoing divorce. And it's like taking way longer than it needs to is this. She goes, I, you just need time. Yeah. Right. It's just more time. And that's why we're not healing. I'm not healing. We're here. Like terrible advice. Terrible we're advice. Like, we're like, well, uh, how much more time do we need <laughs> before we can just like all get, a, you know, not all get along, but like not all want to wish terrible things on people. Just, just it's bash each other, you know? Yeah, it's pretty awful. There was a second part to this question. So thank you, Aaron, for that um, uh, question, which I've never thought of this. Um, I just got my second round of Botox. After the first round, I was surprised that there was a gratuity option. I guess it's like tipping your tattoo artist. Do you guys tip and what amount? <laughs> well, man, <laughs> we may not be the people to follow on this, but I because I, I read this and I was like, wait, were we, are we supposed to tip? I'm thinking of years of Botox that I have not been tipping. You know, uh, okay. Cause I'm a tipper. Yeah, I am too. Yeah. I've definitely like, you know, oh man, I, I run into the same thing. Like when you go to get your hair done mm-hmm. and, and I'm not talking like an affordable haircut. Okay. Right. I'm, I'm talking like when you go and you're trying to figure out like, okay, well, most of this is the cost of the product they used. Right. 
And then this is the cost because they have the fee in there that's for them to do like their time. And it's like, well, how much do I tip on that? I've just given you like my whole paycheck. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. I know. I know. I always do 20% on a service. Yeah. I think that with Botox, but with uh, Botox, I feel like that's not the, I don't know why I don't think it, now there's probably okay. people out there that consider that, this, we could compare this analogy or, or here's, a, here's an analogy to compare to the tipping on Botox when you, cause you think Botox, right? You go in, it's a pretty quick procedure. Yeah. It's very quick. It's not, you know, it's not like getting a facial, no, it's like an hour um, long when you order out for food. Right. And you pick up a to-go order. Do you tip on that? I don't. So my sister does. I have, Erica but, it usually, does. but it usually depends on the like situation. Sometimes, well, like sometimes when I go to the restaurant, like it's, it's not, you know, if I go and pick up my order and I can see like maybe how busy it is in there or it's a restaurant where like I've worked in, I've worked in, look at my legs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting on the floor. You guys, um, I've worked in restaurants, a lot of service. So I might see like, who's the hostess and I understand how they tip out, right? Like the servers usually tip out to the hostess and the, like the, the bussers. Mm-hmm. And then you also tip out to, I think you tip out to the bartender. So I think about things like that. So it really comes into like, well, where did I get food from? Are they? Yeah. Were they super busy waiting tables and also trying to bring me my yeah. order and all that? Then, and yes. That I'll give point, them like 10%. Yeah. Yeah. But not a 20%. No, tip. because it's like, all you did is you took my order of, over the phone and you forgot about me until I picked it up. Yeah. And a tip is for service. Right. So if you go to a restaurant and you have a, you sit down and eat and the way you're supposed to tip is like 20%. And then if you do alcohol, usually it's, you know, you'll tip a little bit more, at least that's, you know, the rule of thumb, I suppose. Right. Um, you sit down, you tip 20% and you're there. You could be there for an hour. You could be there for two hours. And when you order food over the phone and you show up, pick it up, they didn't have to do anything for you because yeah, you're, even, you're not being served, you know, the kitchen usually puts everything together and then they just give it to you and they, you, they take your money. It's like, well, what percent would I tip you then if 20% is for like you serving, like you, like, you know, the whole, experience, the whole, the whole experience of yeah. being there and eating versus like, what percent would I tip if you didn't do any of that? And that's what I think about. Like if I go in and pick it up and I can like check my surroundings and like, just kind of see what kind of an environment it is for that person who, who was able to get this food to me, uh, I might tip a little bit. And then when I get home and if all my stuff's not in the bag, I get real pissed. <laughs> I ask for my tip back. <laughs> I ask for my tip back. <laughs> hey, can I have that back? <laughs> can I have that tip back? Well, um, yeah. So Aaron, um, I don't know. Uh, I would, I, I don't tip on Botox. I would tip on a facial. Um, I haven't even tipped on like laser treatments. Me neither. They're just so expensive. They are so even like we get it, you know, I mean, even when I get a deal, I'm like scraping by just to make that. So well, and here's the thing with laser treatments. Okay. Oh, well, okay. I, uh, mm, I take that back. <laughs> I was going to say, here's the thing with laser treatments. And that just makes me sound like I do. I, I'm actually a technician and I use lasers. <laughs> no, but what I understand is like the big cost for them is the purchase of the laser. 
so we're paying a shitload of money and it's a very, it's an expensive treatment and the machinery was very expensive, but there's not, not every time you go to the laser treatment and you use the laser, it's not like they're also being charged a bunch of money every time they use the laser. No, they bought the machine. They own it. Right. They're just like paying it off. Yeah. They're paying it off. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know. April. April? Yeah. April. If you're listening to this, if you think we're giant assholes, how about you let us know? (laughs) April's like, yeah, you fuckers. April's like, yeah, fuckers. You (laughs) You know, when we've, when April's in house calls for us, we usually have charcuterie and wine. She's like, (laughs) yeah, that's a tip. <laughs> comes over and we're like, we'll feed you no. some wine, and then just prick, 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 prick. And you guys, April is the like honestly, like one of the sweetest women you'll ever meet. Like she's like you, you could. I've taken her to dinner before because she's been so so kind to me and you know helped me out and stuff. And and every time she just acts like it's just like so far beyond what I should be doing. And I'm like, dude, you've saved me. Like, <laughs> just keep my face looking good, please. But yeah, no. So yeah, April, if you're listening, let us know if we're typically supposed to be doing that. And if we haven't been, sorry. <laughs> we haven't been. Oopsie daisy. Well, um, we'll, we'll start. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, actually, no, we won't. She just <laughs> I like no money. <laughs> I, know, I was going to say, I was, what I was going to say was we'll consider starting. <laughs> I'd be happy to, um, I don't know do your laundry i'll do your laundry we just we just start leaving like like when little kids for your like for mother's day when <laughs> like you're a little notes. kid yeah like you leave like good you leave like one. like free massage <laughs> a, a, a hair brushing you know or pet a, <laughs> brush um, your hair april a manicure <laughs> that would be such a weird thing to do to somebody you didn't know Erin, <laughs> next time you get botox just write out a coupon for hair brushing. Dude, how funny would it be to if like <laughs> you're che- you're 20 checking minutes out of, of hair brushing and just leave it. How funny would it be to if, if you're checking out, right? And you're like, you feel really good about your coupons you've made. And you like, you sign your thing and then you take one out and you like, you put it down. Like you're sliding a hundred dollar bill over and you're like, <laughs> you slide it over like you're passing a note in class and they flip it over and it's like free 30 minute hair brushing. <laughs> And you're like, Hey, save that for yourself. Don't be giving that away. <laughs> Worth a lot. Oh God, man. That's can you good. imagine if like you did that and you had so many out, so many coupons out there just floating around. Oh yeah. You just started getting phone calls. Like just all, right, I'm here to- <laughs> just all at once. I got so much shit to do. I've been doing, oh, you know, just, I got to brush a lot of a lot hair. Of, a lot of coupons turned in this week. <laughs> Dude, it's like you see, you see the, you see the, um, like, have you ever seen those, the coupon books that you can give to like your husband? Yeah. You know, like, like sexy things. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I gave one of those to Nico one time. And I just remember like the whole time just being like, please don't turn one in. Please don't turn one in. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like good for one blow job. You could just, like, I just, I it's picture four it. o'clock in the middle of the day. No, just ripping it out. Like you're ripping, yeah. like you're ripping a check out of your checkbook. <laughs> like I've got the golden ticket. <laughs> I've got the golden ticket. <laughs> I'm like, I just gave it because it was cute. And it, you know, it was something else for your stocking. I wasn't going to actually do any of it. 
Oh, you God. just go in with like a void stamp and stamp all of them. <laughs> yeah. Every time I'm mad, just take another one out, void it. it up, throw it out. Oh my God. Okay. Um, what was that? Are you have another question? Oh, oh yeah. Okay. This is from Ashley. I've been listening to you guys from the beginning recently. I started listening to old podcasts at work and it has me LOLing. My husband has walked into me listening to you guys while I'm cleaning and he thinks Gina is hilarious. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you. We love all your random stories. Brooke, what is your thought on CrossFit and where it is headed with the open and games coming up? There's always talk about athletes being on steroids. There's, there's been retired in quotes, athletes come out saying coaches tell athletes to take steroids, that it's a steroid culture, which to me makes it a little not fun to watch thinking they really are only good because they take so many steroids. Interesting to see how CrossFit will impact our bodies long-term. Hmm. Okay. Well, where do I start? Okay. To be completely honest with you, I, I literally pay a zero attention to CrossFit since not competing. And I was like that when, when I, I mean, when I had to sit out from my cervical fusion, I, I unfollowed everyone that had anything to do with CrossFit. I, because I was, I was emotionally just I was very upset. Yeah, not because, it was very hard. Yeah. It was a very hard reality, very big, hard pill to swallow. Mm-hmm. And, but since not competing, like, I'm like, for me, it was like, well, you know, I only cared to watch it if I was really invested in somebody. And I think, I mean, it's different for people that are like competing in the sport too. You know, it's like, you have all these guys like f- football, right? NFL, you got diehard fans. Yeah. It's like, and they don't play. They're not playing. They're diehard fans. Um, I always think like, aside from sports where you would watch tape on a team to like prepare, you know, for me, it's like, well, I'm, I wasn't like a big fan of people. I can, I mean, I was fan as for people, like a fan of you as a person, but I wasn't a fan to like, watch you compete. Like I competed and I worried about myself. And I, I mean, it's as an individual athlete, not a team, not a team athlete, but as an individual athlete, I could so you never like watch other lane. people to kind of like see, see what, your, what your competition was so, like. Uh, no, because I mean, I knew what my, what my competition was like. Mm-hmm. And to me, it was like, well, no matter, no amount of me watching them to figure it out is going to make me better. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but so no, I do not really, I haven't really been paying attention to that. Um, in fact, it's really mind blowing to hear that. I mean, I would love to know what retired athletes have come out and said that you should send us an email. Even if we don't, we won't say their names on the, on the podcast. I would, I would like to know, because I've never heard that. You know, I always, I always thought this, like when, I mean, people still, (laughs) people still love to look at me and be like, Oh, steroids. And I'm like, Oh, really? You know, I'm just broken. (laughs) The steroids aren't working. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not getting better. I'm getting worse. (laughs) (laughs) But I remember thinking, you know, because I watched it and I was around, I, I did cross it, but I, it, I was around enough to know certain athletes, but never before, like, like a little bit before I was on the floor with them. And what I started to notice is like, you, you saw the same, not so much anymore, but I've been out of the game for a while. You saw the same people, like the same competitors, the tape, same top 20 was always the same. And these, a lot of them were, those were people that had been doing it for years And so they were growing in my mind, this is my hypothesis. They're growing with the sport. Every year, the bar was slightly raised every, every year, people that were competing and coming back all the time, they were never 
they never stopped training. So they're constantly put, they're constantly training with the intention of competing. And, you know, over time you're going to obviously genetics play a huge role, but you're mm-hmm. going to get fitter, stronger, you know, faster. Um, it's not like, you know, it, it, to me, it was like, it just makes sense that at this point you have outsiders coming in that are new to observing the sport and they're going to see these guys like, Oh, bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. And it's like, well, you don't understand. Like, are we, we already know that like for someone to look at me and be like, that's all fake. It's like, well, you don't have a hard working bone in your body and you have no idea how long I've been training day in and day out, working out, not just to like get some exercise, but like with the intention of competing. So it's mm-hmm. different. And I always have thought to myself, you know, they should be, and I think they do now, but I'm like, they should be testing regional level athletes because they do, but only if you, when I was competing, it was with you qualified. So the first time I ever got tested was at regionals when I qualified for the games. And once you get put into that testing pool, you're in it forever. You stay in it. Right. I, dude, I still get emails. <clears throat> I still get the email that says like, you have to send your whereabouts in. No. And I stopped sending them in. I'm like, for a long time, we kept doing it. Cause I wasn't sure. I think I was lying to myself, but I wasn't sure if I was done, you know? Right. And now I'm like, <laughs> like you guys, you really, you're going to come find me and waste your money to, to test, <laughs> test me? me. You know, I'm just over here, like, can't get out of bed in the morning, hurting, it takes me like an hour to get my body to function properly to like walk Working out with your space. nephews in your mom's, your mom's <laughs> gym. But yeah, I always thought steroids. to myself, I always thought to myself, like what makes the most sense if there, you know, I know that there is, and I don't know for a fact, I don't know anyone who who's who has used or is using, but it would be dumb of me to still be wearing. And I say still, because back in the day, I always looked at some of the people that were like worked at CrossFit, but I, and, and people that were just like around it all the time or really invested, but weren't like competing. Mm -hmm. I always thought to myself, they just were wearing rose colored glasses all the time. And I just kind of always thought, the people, if it was happening, it would be, it would be regional level athletes. We don't have regionals anymore. So it would be some of these like new up and comers who wouldn't, maybe they're, you know, for you to be good at CrossFit and I think be competitive at it as an adult, because it's only hasn't been around that long that like the teens division has really blown up. Right. You had to have come from a sport. You had to have had a background collegiate, even like high school, but like something that you've worked and developed, whether it was like a track and field or wrestling or gymnasts or something that gave you a lot of natural strength, um, or ability to mm, learn and learn new skills quickly or get stronger. Like no, just Joe Schmo is going to just hop in. And then all of a sudden be like, Oh my God, like, who knew you were an incredible athlete and it's like year one, year two of doing CrossFit and now they're the CrossFit games. No, that's not going to happen because when you look at the athletes that have been there a long time, they grew with the sport back in the beginning. They weren't lifting weights that they're lifting now because that's where the, that's where the bar was. And then as athletes get stronger, a whole year under your belt of training and, and working out with the intention of you know, going to the big show, um, you're getting stronger. They had to raise the bar. 
you have to like different skills, you know, bringing in different types of things, peer paddle, um, uh, you know, a lot like the, a lot of boring stuff like the rowing and then stuff that can be really hard to show on television on video, but you start adding in all these extra things. Now, if you have someone who's wanting to go to the big show and they don't want to wait, they don't want to put in five, six, seven years of hard training to get their body to the point where they could handle not only the, the volume, but handle the type and the amount, pure volume of intensity of training that you have to sort of function at year round to be able to be ready to compete at the highest level. Well, then what would you do? You'd probably, you'd probably cut some corners if you could, and it would kind of speed up the process. And for a lot of people, you know, uh, I mean, even for myself, like I don't look at people that do like take, um, peds, performance enhancement drugs, look at them and think like, oh, you're the worst. You're so, you're bad. No, I don't. But what I didn't like was the idea of being in a sport, like, or I wouldn't like this, like the idea of being in a sport where it's not allowed, but there could be people that are using because they like morally, they don't, that doesn't bother them. And morally it bothered, bothers me. Um, so I really liked when they increased the amount of testing and, you know, years back, I think they were increasing the protocol of like testing more regional athletes and, and testing more sporadically, but you know, um, it wouldn't blow my mind to find out that there that are some people had sure. like that or yeah. that, and that they are, it wouldn't blow my mind. It'd more so be like, it'd probably piss me off that that I get, I don't know if I get so much anymore. I mean, probably just because I'm on social media way less and I'm not, uh, I'm not as, you know, I'm not as strong as I used to be. And I hate saying that, but it's the truth. Um, but I would, it's like, (laughs) I'm going to be honest with you. I kind of lost my train of thought right there. (laughs) I watched it happen. I watched it. It was like right there. And then it just went right off the screen. Yeah. yeah the brain fog yeah, is real. Yeah. So, so basically what you're saying. So what she's saying is that, uh, where do I think, where do she, I see she it? She feels going? like it's not as well, not as much that, but she's saying, uh, which to me, it makes it a little, not fun to watch the, there, they really are only good because they take so many steroids. I would say that that's probably not like when you're watching the games or something like that, you're not assuming that everyone's on steroids. No. Which is kind of like this, this assumption. What I would say is this. I can tell you how I feel about it. So not everyone's going to obviously feel the same way as me. <laughs> Have I ever taken steroids? No. Do I take them? No. Uh, I also don't compete. And I'm just trying. And a big reason why I stopped competing is because like after my cervical fusion, I took, my shoulders got pretty mm, problematic because I had lost, I had so much atrophy happen in my upper body because I couldn't work out for a long time. I went under a really intense surgery. And then when that happened and my shoulders got smaller, I all of a sudden had more issues and inflammatory uh, issues, um, just 
tears in my labrums and things like that. Now, those are all things you can live with, uh, especially if they're not symptomatic. But for me, it, they, my shoulders were super unstable. My left one was the worst. And I wanted to go in and have surgery done and get them fixed. And, you know, the doctor was like, my surgeon was like, there's no way. I was like, I just need to be able to be working out um, by September. And this was like shortly after my cervical fusion. And he said, there's no way. I don't even know if I could put, get you into surgery right away because with my cervical fusion, you know, there's a lot of rules where, because you needed, like, I couldn't bend forward. Uh, you obviously can't turn your head. And so to him, it was like, you know, I don't even know if I could put you on the table for a while until that's more fused and, and healed. Um, so what he said, he's like, well, you know, if you can handle, you'll be doing PT anyways for up here, which is right there by your shoulders. So if you're doing PT and you can kind of control the inflammation and you can deal with a little bit of pain, I think you'll be okay. You know, but I came and so I did that. Um, but then they, you know, they had some events at regionals that year I came back, which was 2018 and that really fucked me up. Um, my shoulder. So I came out of regionals 2018, couldn't raise my arms out to the side, couldn't put my arms over my head or brush my hair. My shoulders were so bad. And this was just from, I mean, really just prepping for regionals that year, because there were some events they had that were, were, uh, very hard on me. The handstand, there was the first year they had the obstacle hand handstand walking obstacle course. Um, I had spent a lot of time preparing myself to do a handstand and I hadn't been doing any bench pressing. And that's the year they put bench in regionals <laughs> so, and there was just a lot of stuff. And so I came out of regionals. I ended up doing stem cells in my shoulders and had planned to get back to training as soon as I could. But then as you know, time went on and there was like confusion on what the season was going to look like with CrossFit, they were making a lot of changes that fall. Um, I decided to not rush my recovery because here's the thing is like, I, I love being fit in the gym. I love being fit in like CrossFit stuff. It makes me feel super badass. Um, I love Olympic lifting. I, I genuinely love all of that, but I also really love doing activities and trying new athletic things and new sports and doing things for fun. And so for me, it was, I'm going to be done because I'm dealing with all these things and it's not going to get better. You know, if I, ha if I did have shoulder surgery or whatever, or I just did the PT and tried to heal it. Well, for me to, again, work out at the volume that I would need to, to keep, you know, gain back everything that I lost and get me back up on the playing field of those going to the CrossFit games. That's, that's not how everyone should, should work out. That's why it's like, even me and Gina, it's like, you go to the gym and you've got people that are never going to go to the CrossFit games, like right. never. And that's okay. And they're in there doing, you know, following different programs that are popular. And we're thinking, and I'm, and I, at this time, I was competing. I was competing. I wasn't injured. And I'm looking at the volume they're doing. And I'm thinking like, what are you doing? Right. Like they were even these like barely, barely regional level athletes doing more volume than I was. And I'm like, that's, that's going to be <laughs> real a, detrimental. It's to a your recipe body. for disaster. Right. You know, I always try to think about the saying of like too much of anything isn't good for you, you mm -hmm. know? Um, so with CrossFit, it's like, yeah, um, long-term effects 
for people that are really just trying to chase that aren't going to be positive. I mean, look at the, look at the, the, like the length of a career for like an NFL player. It's like what, like four years. I don't, I have no idea. It's not, it's not long, you know, and it's very hard on your body, hard on everything like that. And here's the thing. If you want to do it, like even myself, do it. But people that are choosing to compete like that and continue to do it, that's a choice they've made. And that's something that they really love and they really want to invest their time into it. And everyone has the right to do that. Just as, just as like, you know, for me, it was, it's more important for me to feel healthy physically, mentally, all the above in the rest of my life, than to just try and like, maybe get back to the CrossFit games because, you know, so many people want to see me there again. It's like, well, if I do that, I mean, I'm really, you're, you know, you're taking a chance. It's playing with fire for how how you're going to feel coming out of it. Now, people that are using steroids. Now I I will, (laughs) I'm going to, it's like the way I'm going to speak about it makes it like, I know so much about it. I don't, but there are all kinds, right? So we tend to lump the everything into one word steroid, but there's a lot of things that are steroids that aren't performance enhancing, like birth control, steroid, vitamin D, steroid, a lot of things that are steroids. Okay. So hydrocortisone cream. Yeah. Steroid. So there's a lot of things that fall into that category. Now, remember with CrossFit, it is, it is, mm, I guess what they would potentially be doing or taking, I don't know all the different stuff that people would, I have no idea. I only know one word and, um, I only know it from like years back training at like a conventional training gym, which is Anavar. (laughs) Anyways, there's a lot of different things that are in that category. I could see, I mean, even for myself, man, when I was competing, I, my coaches were my everything. So if, if there's something that's not a scary word or something that's a PED, but it's like, seems like it shouldn't be like, it seems like it shouldn't be on that band list. It could be really easy to, if you're really invested to your coach, so that you're saying like these people saying that their co- certain coaches are having telling their athletes to do it. It could be really easy for those people to be like, yeah, okay, whatever you say, you know, mm-hmm. and that's, and that's, that's a bummer. Um, and I guarantee that happens because I just know how much I like my relationship with my coaches was they could tell me the, they could tell me the bad things about how my performance went and the good things. And it didn't matter. I took it well, no matter what, because there was just this relationship with that person or those people that is like, like you are, you know, you know, everything mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. And that's not healthy. So I would, I would love to find out you know, who are the, who the people are that are, have said like, this is what's going on. Um, as far as what it might look like moving forward, uh, they'll obviously, I guarantee, you know, continue to test and people will potentially get popped. And, um, if it's not interesting for you to watch anymore, like I totally understand. And I mean, I don't watch <laughs> so, yeah. um, but yeah, and I, it's again, like what I would say is I would always assume that it's the people that are newer you know, that haven't put in years and years of compound affecting training 
to get to where they well, are. Well, and I think that if you love watching it, I think you should still watch it. I mean, the, yeah. the, the amount of volume that these athletes are doing to get to that point is, is impressive regardless. Yes. And that's, and that's the way I would look at it. I was going to say that too, is the fact that like, regardless of what people have, they took or they didn't take, and it's all this kind of like maybe accusations, but we don't know just because you take something, nothing is so magical that you don't have to do anything. I mean, you, they are still putting in hours and hours of hard work, you know? Um, so I would, I would urge you to like, if you find out someone or you speculate someone is using something to make them bigger, faster, stronger or whatever, um, just don't forget that like so much of how they got there wasn't completely based on that. Right. And that's actually also where it's like, it almost is like maybe have some empathy for the person. If like, you really feel like those things are really bad because you know, and maybe, maybe there was a, they didn't believe they could do it without it. I don't know, but (laughs) you don't, I mean, you know, it's not going to hurt my feelings if you don't watch it. (laughs) And yeah. And again, I would, I would, I would love to know that, you know, retired athletes that have come out and they're outing coaches. It's funny. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I haven't heard that either. All right. Gina's got to go. I got to go guys, but thank you so much for listening. Go to the ranch girl. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, five-star rating, five-star warning. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are, leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.